Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded May 7th, 2021. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. This week in the podcast, we discuss changes in our outlook for the S&P 500. The big thing you need to know, earlier this week, we lifted our 2021 S&P 500 price target to 43.25, up from 4,100. We also lifted our EPS forecast for this year and next and baked in corporate tax hikes to our 2022 number. Overall, we see a little more room for stocks to climb higher this year, but we also continue to expect a pullback or heightened volatility in the market before the year is up, capping that upside. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major providers. If you like the podcast, please rate and review it to help other listeners find it. Now the details. Let's start with our S&P 500 price target. Earlier this week, we raised it to 43.25, up from 4100. As our regular listeners know, when it comes to our targets, it's all about how the math shakes out. Our new target is close to the median and average of 11 different upside scenarios that we examined. It comes closest to four of those tests in particular. The first is our GDP range test, which highlights how stocks perform during and prior to different kinds of GDP backdrops. On this analysis, we found that the full-year gain in the S&P 500 in years before 4% real GDP occurs averages about 16%. This implies a move to 43.57. Consensus forecasts for 2022 are currently tracking at 4% in real terms for the GDP and have been stable. Second test is our GDP regression model, which implies that the S&P 500 will end up at 4313 based on current consensus GDP forecasts through year-end 2021. The third test is one of our forward PE tests, which implies a move to 4320. This particular PE test assumes that the forward PE in the S&P 500 will modestly expand from 20.1 times to 21.6 times, using our new EPS forecast of 187 for 2021 and 200 for 2022. Driving this test is some work we've done illustrating how the forward PE of the S&P 500 has been anchored to the Fed's balance sheet since the financial crisis, and our assumption that the balance sheet will expand by a similar rate between now and year-end 2021 that it has over the past six months. That's been an extremely modest pace. This has been the most controversial part of our call this week, but we really don't think that it should be. All this does is essentially capture the idea that monetary policy has been propping up risk assets and the PE of the S&P 500 specifically. The fourth test is the view of our technical strategy team, that 4330 is an important intermediate upside level in the S&P 500. The team has provided us with a number of upside and downside scenarios that we use in our targeting process, and this is one of the upside scenarios they pointed us to. As of their latest thinking, 43.30 was trendline resistance drawn off the September and October 2020 highs. It's worth noting that we consider 43.25 to be our base case. Two of our scenarios did point to a move to the 4,500-4,600 area. That's our bull case if 43.25 ends up being too conservative. Moving on to our earnings forecast. Earlier this week, we also raised our S&P 500 EPS forecast to 187 for 2021 and 200 for 2022, 
up from 177 and 193 respectively. Our new EPS forecasts bake in better margin and buyback assumptions than our previous one, along with moderate, roughly 4% increase in the effective tax rate for the S&P 500 next year. We do believe that the Biden White House will be successful in securing a compromise increase in the corporate tax rate that takes effect next year, and we've modeled in an increase essentially from 21% to 25%. If we did not bake in corporate tax, our number for 2022 would actually come out to be 210, in line with the bottom-up consensus of 209. In the last few weeks, investors have continued to ask me why sell-side analysts, the stock pickers, haven't been baking in tax hikes to their forecasts. We think these investors have a good point, and it's caused us to understand that this is already how a lot of the buy side is thinking about next year's earnings. Even though the details surrounding the corporate tax hike are still up in the air, we think it's appropriate to adjust our earnings numbers now to reflect this overhang on the market. Wrapping up with the overall signal that we intend to send with these moves, we see a little more room for stocks to climb higher this year, but we also continue to expect a pullback or heightened volatility in the stock market before the year is up, capping that upside. On balance, our forecasts, the numbers themselves, have changed slightly, but our basic view of U.S. equities in the back half of 2021 really hasn't changed that much of all. We continue to think 2021 will end up being a strong year in the U.S. equity market. The 15% full-year gain we're anticipating with our new numbers is actually the most common type of up year for the index. Pillars of support include a strong economic backdrop, high levels of corporate confidence, strong cash deployment trends, and ample monetary and fiscal stimulus. But we also continue to see a number of pressure points for the market, including euphoric investor sentiment and positioning, the peak in the growth rate of S&P 500 EPS that appears to be underway, something we discussed in last week's podcast, the rotation out of technology, and uncertainty over tax policy, which we find actually has a lot of public support if you look at polling data. These are all headwinds and overhangs on the broader U.S. equity market in the months ahead. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives. (music) 